welcome to the Main Street Matters podcast presented to you by Heart on Main Street. This podcast is dedicated to the independent retail community, sharing their stories and providing tips on improving their businesses. I am your host, Patrick Heiser. Thank you so much for joining. Today's episode will be a continuation of our stories from the road. Over the past several months, I've been hitting the road and visiting retailers in towns across the country. Well, for the most part, throughout the Midwest. I am driving to these locations after all. But work also brought me to Texas, where I was able to visit the town of McKinney. If you aren't already following our social media, you can keep track of my travels and follow along with our Main Street Mondays by following Heart on Main Street, all one word, on Instagram. Interestingly enough, about two weeks after we were in McKinney, Good Morning America was there as part of their Main Street USA segment. So obviously, Good Morning America is scouting us to find out about the great downtowns across the United States. So in our last stories from the road, we talked about some of the charitable giving that Hard on Main Street has done, as well as our first Main Street Monday in Crystal Lake, Illinois. In this episode, we'll be talking about four other cities that I visited during our Main Street Mondays, Carmel, Indiana, Woodstock, Illinois, Kirkwood, Missouri, and McKinney, Texas. I truly enjoyed all four of these towns. They were all unique in their own ways, inviting, easily accessible from a walking and shopping standpoint, and some truly tremendous main streets. So if it's all right with you, I'd like to share some of the stories that we have from visiting these towns. But before we dive in, I am told as a nonprofit leader that I should make an ask of you, my dear listener. Part on Main Street is a nonprofit organization. We live off of donations. The stories that you've heard about the assistance that we've provided are made because of individuals and companies that we've partnered with that have recognized the great cause that we represent. The money that we generate goes back to the independent retailers through our grant program or our disaster relief efforts. Please consider making a donation to Heart on Main Street by visiting heartonmainstreet.org. Even a donation of $5 or $10 goes a really long way to helping us accomplish our goals. And we are a 501c3, so all donations are tax deductible. Our first stop, well, really our second, but the first that we're talking about today, was Carmel, Indiana. Carmel was suggested to us by one of our followers as a great suburb of Indianapolis to visit. I went in cold. I had no idea what to expect in Carmel. Ahead of each visit, I do some research, looking up the retailers, learning about the towns and events that are going on there, but I've never been to Carmel before and I didn't really know what to expect. I learned that Carmel has the most roundabouts of any city in the United States, which is a little fun fact, but I truly didn't know much about the city. So I drove into town, going through those roundabouts, and immediately was impressed with the Arts and Design District. At the entrance of the main strip, which is Main Street, you are welcomed to the area by, by a sign proclaiming the Arts and Design District, and then you immediately encounter a very modern shopping district. You are surrounded by mixed-use buildings with retail stores on the first floor and living spaces above. There are areas where streets are blocked off to cars to create walking areas and running trails for pedestrians. One really fun and unique element is all of the artwork and statues that are displayed throughout the district. There are statues of people everywhere. Not famous people, but generic descriptions of citizens that you'd see throughout town. A man playing violin, 
a woman walking her dog, a child watering flowers, a policeman at a crosswalk, a man reading a newspaper, a woman carrying groceries. And what's really cool is that not all of them, but a lot are placed in spots related to what that statued person, if that's the term, what that person is doing. Like the man playing a violin is outside a music center. The woman with groceries is outside of a butcher shop. Which is fun, but it's also a testament to the idea that these businesses are supported and sustainable in this area. The man playing a violin in front of a furniture store wouldn't have the same feeling to it. And Carmel clearly emphasizes independent retail stores. Walking up and down Main Street, everything seemed to be locally owned. With the town being named Carmel, I expected lots of puns. Maybe that's just my love of puns. Unfortunately, I didn't see that, but there were so many locally owned businesses. There are a few that really I wanted to highlight today. Silver in the City, Bash Boutique, and All Things Carmel. Silver in the City is one of the most inclusively focused stores that I have encountered. Their motto is the gift store for everyone who isn't everyone. This is a female-owned store that prides itself on having items that represent minority groups within the community. That isn't the sole focus of the store. There's a wide variety of traditional gifts, jewelry, kids' items, but when you walk in, you're immediately struck by how colorful the store is. As you start to explore, you begin to notice all of the representation within the store. It was really refreshing to see this be so proudly displayed in such a unique element to the store. All Things Carmel was another really cool store that I visited. As you can imagine from the name, All Things Carmel is a store that sells exclusively products that are either about Carmel, Indiana, or that are made by people in Carmel, Indiana, which is a really unique concept. I have not really seen anything like this in other cities that I've visited so far. The store is a nonprofit and receives grants from the city to continue to operate, but here you can find merchandise for local sports teams, ornaments, t-shirts, candles, puzzles, posters, pictures, so many more things. The week that I visited Carmel was actually the week before the Indy 500. So there was so much race gear and things for people to bring to the race. This whole store has a great concept behind it to bring pride to people living in this town. And it seems to work. Walking around, I saw people wearing Carmel t-shirts. I saw people shopping in the store. People wanting to feel connected to where they live, and a store like this really helps bring that feeling. And my last stop of the day was Bash Boutique. Bash Boutique is a beautiful clothing store located near the end of the main street. But what I truly loved about Bash was the employee there, Carolyn. She exuded so much pride in the store. She gave us the best tour of the store that we could ask for. She talked about their best-selling brands, why things were merchandised the way they were, the different vignettes within the store. We've been to a lot of boutiques. There's one in at least every town. But I remember Bash Boutique because of Carol. A store can have great products. It can be well-merchandised. But if the people that work within that store aren't engaged and they're not willing to interact with customers, then those other things matter significantly less. 
It is the people in the store that create the experience that makes your customers want to talk about the store and tell their friends about the store. And that was such a great learning that we took away from going to Bash Boutique. The following week, I traveled to Woodstock, Illinois. Again, during my research ahead, I learned that Woodstock is where the Bill Murray movie Groundhog's Day was filmed, so not Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. I love that movie. It is one that I have watched over and over and over and over like it's Groundhog's Day. So immediately I felt like I have been in this town before. I knew that there was a movie theater with a really cool awning, a gazebo, a nice breakfast diner on the town square. Well, kind of. That diner is actually now a Mexican restaurant and the movie theater is a little off the main square, but the gazebo's there. And the town is so amazing. Most of the downtown area is centered around a town square with shops lining the outside. Now, the thing with Main Street Mondays is that it takes place on Mondays, as you might have guessed. Now, usually that means I arrive into town right after or right before they've had an event, like a farmer's market or a flower festival or concerts or something else going on over the weekend. But in this case, Monday meant that basically everything was closed. There were some retailers that we visited off the square, but as a rule, the stores on the square were closed. Now, I messaged a few ahead of time, and while they were closed on Monday, the owners were, st were still working in the store, and it allowed me to come by and see their stores. From talking to the owners, Woodstock does a great job at building a community. They have farmer's markets twice per week. The owner of the bookstore reads to children out on the lawn of the square. They've brought in great actors to perform at the historical playhouse there. The alumni list is truly impressive. In addition to being where Groundhog's Day was filmed, it's also the hometown of Orson Welles. So there's a tremendous history of theater in the city. And so they connect to that in so many different ways. They do all of these things and have all of these events to really support the retailers. Everything seemed to be locally owned. There was pride in being from Woodstock, and that was evident even while things were closed. And if you can get that across to someone as they're coming into your town and they're not able to go to anything, but they can still feel the pride in the town, that is such an amazing experience to have. Our next Main Street Monday brought us to Kirkwood, Missouri, which is a suburb of St. Louis. Kirkwood is an amazing historical town. It sits right on Route 66, which brings traffic and tourism to the town. It has a train line that runs through the city to connect it to St. Louis easily. As a city, they were so friendly and welcoming. The city really seemed focused on the development of its downtown and its independent retail as well, which is necessary and needed if you want to see the growth of the downtown area. They have an active downtown developmental association. They have farmers markets every day. The retailers look out for one another and recommend places to go. And this is one great learning that I took from this town. The retailers of Kirkwood, from what I experienced, do not see themselves as competitors with one another. They see themselves as all part of the same ecosystem, serving different elements. So often you find businesses that believe a dollar spent 
elsewhere is a dollar taken from their cash register. When in truth, a dollar spent in that town helps that town. A recommendation from one retailer to another does not hurt them, but actually endears them to the customer. Customers would rather buy the right product, the one that they are looking for, than buy something similar to what they want just because that one store has it. And this was really interesting how it showed itself to me. When we would walk into a store and explain what we were doing there, the person working in the store, really without fail, recommended another place for us to visit as well. Oh, have you checked out this place? What about this place? Have you made your way over there yet? The retailers were looking out for other retailers. The most common store recommended to us was a place called Sammy Soap. So of course, we stopped it. Sammy Soap did not disappoint in the slightest bit. Part gift store, part soap shop, which is a really unique blend. When you walk in, you are hit but not overpowered with fragrances of florals and citruses and spices. Sometimes when people walk into a store with a lot of fragrances, they can have an adverse reaction. There's too many smells, too strong of a scent. It causes headaches for some people. But this seemed different. It was an undercurrent that didn't overwhelm. In speaking with the sales associate that day, we began to uncover why. All of their soaps are handmade in-house in the back of the store. She gave me a quick tour of their soap making process. But more importantly, they don't use chemicals. They don't use anything artificial, nothing caustic in them to give you that overwhelming presence that you might expect with too many smells. And the story behind Sammy Soap is equally important. I would love for the owner to come and talk to us about the store's genesis, but we haven't been able to arrange that yet. Their website scratches the surface when it says that Sammy Soap is a job creation machine for adults with intellectual and developmental disabilities disguised as the world's best soap company. The owner has a child who suffers from disabilities and wanted to create a product that would be good for their skin. In doing this, she created a company that can employ others with intellectual and developmental disabilities and make sure that they are paid fairly and equally. The mission is so much more than soap. It is about supporting human health, a clean planet, and supporting those who often are not supported or can be taken advantage of. They made a customer out of me that day, and I will continue to support Sammy Soap. Another retailer that I wanted to highlight from Kirkwood was Lass and Laddie. This store sits a little off the main thoroughfare, but was a tremendous shop. Lass and Laddie is a children's store that occupies a historic home in Kirkwood, one that's been there for over a hundred years. So a very unique setup to this store and to be inside of a home, especially one that's so old. I had mentioned that Kirkwood sits on a train line. Well, in the early 1900s, Woodrow Wilson visited Kirkwood on his whistle stop tour and spoke on the front porch of this house. So, so very cool. Now, the owner, Marilyn, who is incredibly nice, has operated this children's store out of the house for over 15 years. She started it when her children were little, and now they've grown up, but so is her business. As of recording this, she just opened her second location in nearby St. Charles, Missouri. She started off carrying all handmade clothing, 
supporting women who made clothes as much as possible. Now she carries multiple brands and larger names, but still emphasizes local and handmade products that support her community. Again, this is the feeling that I got in Kirkwood. The desire to support each other. The desire to see each other's successes, which is so refreshing. The third store I'd like to highlight in Kirkwood is the Rusted Chandelier. The Rusted Chandelier has been in Kirkwood since 2012, so it just celebrated its 11th anniversary earlier this year. The store is really an eclectic mix of old and new items, florals, ribbons, homewares and home goods, and local artwork. They offer full interior design services for homes, especially during the holidays and Christmas. And this is really a success story of a small business. It started out as three friends with a small store that had a floral focus and has really expanded to occupy two adjacent store spaces now, expanding into interior design and artwork and really becoming a major presence in the town. We arrived as they opened and within 10 minutes, the store was fairly crowded with people either picking up their florals, picking up gifts for friends, or grabbing something for their home. When you walk into Rusted Chandelier, the store screams fun and vibrant. The walls are painted different colors. There's different vignettes all around the store to allow you to imagine these things inside of your home. And it's merchandised so well. You'd expect this from a store that focuses on interior design, but they really knock it out of the park. The displays are perfect and easily navigable. Items are grouped together as you'd want to buy them so you can focus on a singular area that fits your style and explore what you think would go well in your home. There's one absolute showstopper piece within the store. It's a display that's been made to look like an old VW van. It's painted bright colors and it's filled with flowers. It just draws you into the store and makes you explore that part. Rusted Chandelier has been so well thought out and planned. They know their clientele. They do an immaculate job of bringing in pieces that attract the eye so you can envision this in your home. They support local artists throughout their store by having them throughout their walls. Each section really seems to bring a piece that is so thoughtful and so purposeful. And the fact that they don't just sell these items, but they'll actually bring them to your home and design your home too, that adds on an extra layer of this experience that keeps their customers coming back. It's really no wonder that they have customers waiting to get inside the store when they open up. As you can see, I thoroughly enjoyed Kirkwood. There were so many great lessons to be taken from the city of how to support each other, how to support independent retailers, and how to make for a successful downtown shopping area. Our next stop on the tour was McKinney, Texas. As I mentioned, I went to a trade show in Dallas, which brought me to the area, and it was the perfect opportunity to get out of the Midwest and see some new areas. I've known about McKinney for a long time. I went to college in Fort Worth. I have some dear friends who were originally from McKinney, and they've told me how much it's grown over the last couple decades. But somehow they hid the fact that it has an incredible downtown area. 
This is another downtown that is centered around a town square, but it has streets of commerce jutting out to create a growing and thriving downtown area. What I loved about this area was the historic feel of the downtown. I went in buildings that were constructed in the 1850s. If you're thinking of Texas in the 1850s and you're getting a Wild West feel, you're on the right track. Some buildings gave off this very old saloon-type feeling. I expected to see spittoons in the corners. But at the same time, the city has done an incredible job of modernizing these buildings and not making you feel as though you're stepping into something that was built almost 175 years ago. And it's here that an interesting question started to arise, and it's come up in basically every other town that I've gone to since. But when I reached out to these stores ahead of time, or when I walked into their door and explained that I'm with Heart on Main Street, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping independent retailers, and I'm in their town to feature the town as well as the retailers in it, up until this point, people had been skeptical of me, but willing to let me come in and take photos and videos of their store. And McKinney's store owners started to ask, how much is this going to cost them? To which my answer was, well, nothing. I'm here to promote the city and, and their stores as they're, they're a store within the city. Maybe this is a reflection of our capitalist system that everything seems to come with a cost and maybe I'm a bad capitalist. But I had never thought of charging these businesses to promote them. But this question has continued to persist in other towns. I even had a store owner ask me recently, then why are you doing this? Which was as confusing a question to me as my answer was to him, well, because I want to help you grow. But despite this confusion over why I wouldn't charge to promote a business, I had the most wonderful time in McKinney. A couple of stores that I really wanted to highlight here are Doozy's Corner, Red Zeppelin Records, and the McKinney Hat Company. Let's start with Doozy's Corner. Doozy's is celebrating its 10th anniversary this year, which is truly remarkable. Statistics show that about half of all independent retailers do not make it past five years in business. Only a third of them make it to 10 years. So celebrating their 10th anniversary is a big deal. As you can guess from the name, Doozy's Corner sits on the corner of the town square. Fantastic real estate for the store, and the name ties in so well. Donna, the owner of Doozy's Corner, was the most warm and welcoming person imaginable. She takes such pride in her store, and it's clearly evident. When you walk in, you're struck by the bright and white decor within the store. It looks clean, it looks fresh, and it is incredibly inviting for the customer. And it's so well merchandised as well. The displays are neat. They draw you into the store and invite you to explore. In addition to larger named vendors, she also carries locally made products to support local artisans, which is something I love about an independent retail store. They employ local people, they buy from local people, they hire local companies for services. From a setup and aesthetic perspective, Doozy's Corner was one of the best stores I've visited so far. This was my first stop of the day and it really set the tone for my day in McKinney. Later in the day, I made my way to Red Zeppelin Records. 
I love a good name pun and I love a local record store. Something about the revitalization of what was a dying store type is so refreshing and to see them thrive really brings hope to the genre. Red Zeppelin was everything you could want in a record store. It had an underground, grungy feel to it. The walls were decorated with old band posters and black light paint. There was a stage for local artists who performed during the weekend. The patrons there were tattooed and pierced. It couldn't be further away from the vibe of Doozy's Corner, despite them literally being right next door to each other. This again is one of the amazing things about a well-developed downtown full of independently owned businesses. You can have polar extremes operating side by side and each flourishing. Following them on social media, Red Zeppelin does such a good job about talking about new releases and creating a demand for a wide variety of music. From vintage albums to limited releases of Taylor Swift to the Barbie movie soundtrack. They know their audience and they know how to attract their attention. One of the most unique stores I have visited in my travels was the McKinney Hat Company. When researching the town, I saw a store that sold cowboy hats, and I knew I needed to stop in and visit with them. Despite being named the McKinney Hat Company, they also sell boots and belts and whatever the true Texan cowboy needs. For some reason, this store has left such an indelible impression upon me. When I read the name McKinney Hat Company, I can see the owner's face. I can see the pride that he has in the store. They have every type of hat you can imagine. And one of the unique features about the store is they brand the hats as well. So while we were talking about his store and how long they've been open, Brad whipped out a blowtorch. He heated up a state of Texas brand and he branded a hat right in front of me. From an experience standpoint, you really couldn't ask for anything more. And this is a really important lesson for independent retailers. People will come for products, but they will return and they will remember you because of the experience that they had. I see this in every city, in every store that I visit. It is the interaction that the staff has with the customers. It is the time that you put into having to make them feel welcomed and special. It is the unique experience that you can provide that your customer cannot receive at a larger store. The independent retailer's advantage is that they can do these things that their competitors cannot and will not do. And it is those things that are going to bring your customers back. Through our Main Street Mondays, we've gone on to visit so many more towns, and I'm excited to bring you stories from those as well, but we're coming to the end of our time today. You can follow along with Heart on Main Street through our social media at Heart on Main Street on basically all platforms. Follow along every Monday for our Main Street Monday as I explore different towns. And if you'd like your town to be featured on a Main Street Monday, let us know. You can email us at contact at heartonmainstreet.org or put a comment on a video or this podcast. We'd be excited to see your town and where you live. Our next podcast will be a recording of our Main Street Matters webinar with Bob Negan, the founder of Whizbang Retail Training. He'll be talking about interviewing for retail positions. You can watch any of our webinars at heartonmainstreet.org slash education. And you can also sign up for future webinars there too. This episode was written, produced, researched, edited, and hosted by me, Patrick Kaiser. 
For more information about our organization, visit heartonmainstreet.org. Thank you so much for listening.